Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast show. I'm really excited today. I have Dr. Ray Self on the show. Welcome, Dr. Ray. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. And you have such an amazing testimony and a story. You actually run a school down in Florida, but it's online. Yeah, it's called International College of Ministry. 90% of what we do is all online. You get a wide array of students that come. I'm actually particularly interested in your history and then what you actually have to release to our listeners about schemes. And I think that they're going to get a lot of freedom from listening to your testimony, but also listening to what we as Christians struggle with without understanding the schemes and what the enemy has over our life. So if you could, could you share a little bit of your history, how you're even in ministry, where you came from and how God called you into doing this work? Thank you, Heidi. It's really an honor to be here. I was just a normal guy raised in Memphis, Tennessee, and just had a fairly normal childhood. There was some dysfunction in my family, like most families. Give me a normal family. That'll be a weird family because there's no normal family that I know of. Completely normal. I went to college and graduated college, and I was encouraged by my parents to go into business. They kept saying, son, you got to go into business. Sales is where the money is. I really wasn't my heart, mm-hmm. but in order to please my parents, I go into business and work my way up through the business field. I was actually in a business, which I did not like at all, which was, I was extremely good at it, but I was totally bored with it. I was in the appliance business. I worked for a Frigidaire company, Frigidaire Appliances, and I was totally bored with appliances, but the money was really good and had company car and I get a new company car every year. I had an American Express credit card, company card and had all the perks and ended up working in business, owning several businesses. After that, had my own national appliance factory outlet store, which did very, very well. But at one point I was driving, I had a big house. I had all the trappings, the big house. I had a Cadillac. I had a Trans Am. Of course, this is back in the day, but that's what you're supposed to have. They're nice car. 35 foot sailboat parked up on the Tennessee River, business meetings in Las Vegas and Acapulco and Bahamas and everything that says you're doing well, but I wasn't doing well. I was not happy. You remember the old Rolling Stones song, I can't get no satisfaction, but I tried and I tried and I tried, you know, I can't get I was never satisfied. Something was wrong. And I think I was in the trap that a lot of people in the trap, because I kept thinking, well, if I had a little more money, if I start another business or get a bigger house or have a bigger car or boats, I was crazy about boats, buy another boat. Seriously, I would have like a start off with a 16 foot boat, went to a 21 foot boat. Then I had a 26 foot boat. Then I had a 35 foot boat. And anyway, something was wrong. I was successful and miserable until mm-hmm. back in around 1986, the Lord, he gave me a word. I never forget this. All of a sudden, one day I got a picture and it's like the Lord said, Ray, you have built a house of cards on a foundation of sand. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, that doesn't sound really good. That doesn't sound good at all. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, wait a minute, house of cards on a foundation of sand. No, not so good. And everything crashed. It all crashed. It all crashed. I lost everything. Totally desperate, totally miserable, depressed, deeply, darkly depressed, 
life was unraveling in front of my eyes. And then one day my mother said, Ray, I want you to meet a friend of mine. His name is John. He prays for people at his home. And I've seen incredible things happen at his home. I said, okay, mom, I'll go meet him. So I walk into John's house. As soon as I walk in the door, he goes, hey, Ray, hey, John, you ever heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I went, nope, John, I have no idea what you're talking about. It proceeded from there. <laughs> Big change. Um, can you explain what that is to some of our listeners that don't know what that is and what happened when he prayed for you? So John, uh, it was kind of funny. First off, John he gave me a list of things that I should repent for. You know, have you ever done this? You ever done that? You ever done this? I went, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was, have you ever done tarot card? Yeah. You ever been with a psychic? Yeah. You ever done this? You ever practiced? Yeah. I'm going, oh my God, look at all the stuff I've done. This is terrible. So I had to repent of all that. But you know what he did, Heidi? I know this is maybe not the topic of the conversation so much, but with me, he said, Ray, let me show you some things in scripture. He took me to Acts 1 and he read, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you and you shall be my witness. Then he took me to Acts 8. This was the one that changed my life. Mm -hmm. Philip had gone up to Samaria and Philip was preaching and people were being saved under the ministry of Philip. Many people were being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ under Philip's ministry. And then the apostles in Jerusalem heard that people were being saved in Samaria. And so they go up and lay hands on them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And I thought, oh, wait a minute. They were saved. I thought they had the Holy Spirit. But no, they laid hands on them. And they received the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. And then he showed me Acts 19, where Paul met some believers at Ephesus and said, have you received the Holy Spirit once you believe? And the believer said, no, we haven't heard if there is a Holy Spirit. Paul laid hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit and began to prophesy. John put his hand on me. I know nothing. This is hilarious. I'm thinking, I'm sitting in his chair and I'm thinking, okay, somebody's pouring oil on top of my head. What, why, what's, where's all this warm oil coming from? Wow. And all of a sudden, I was stressed, depressed, miserable. All of a sudden, I felt perfect peace in the midst of a horrible situation. And then I felt this strong sense of love and power like I've never felt before. I think I couldn't move for like two hours. I, I just, I couldn't even move. Everything changed. Every, my whole life changed. Everything changed. Now, did my situation go away? Did my life change? My relationship with God changed? Yes, everything changed. I wasn't intending to do this, but I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to have you do this. Can you actually pray for our listeners right now to receive what you just received? Because sure. we can continue on and they can pause the podcast if they need to. But I just really feel God is on what you just shared. Yeah, this is just folks, if you're listening to me, I just please just be open to receive this. I was saved. I know I was a Christian, but there was something more God had for me. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had saved me and regenerated me and, you know, had given me a, a way to go to heaven, but there was more. And if you want more, I'd like to pray for you. That'd be okay, Heidi? That's what you're saying? Yes. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for each person listening right now, Father. Lord, your word says that we shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us, Father. Lord, many times in Scripture, in the book of Acts, you baptize believers with the Holy Spirit, Father. And Father, it, it changed everything, Father. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for everyone listening to me who's willing to receive, I ask for the Holy Spirit to fall upon them right now. Holy Spirit, fall upon and baptize every person listening to me who's willing to receive. Come, Holy Spirit. Touch them right now, Father. Touch them right now. Come upon them now. Fill them with your Spirit. And Father, give them the signs and the fruit and the boldness, Father. Give them everything that they need right now, Father. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Touch, fall upon, baptize.
In the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're very, very anointed, Dr. Ray. Thank you so much for that. Any listeners right now, if you're experiencing what he had talked about, I just want to encourage you to pause the podcast, maybe put some worship music on, and then you can finish it later. Let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit's going to do. We don't want to have any interruptions. Don't feel like you have to keep listening. (laughs) However, I'm very encouraged by your story. So after you experienced this baptism in the Holy Spirit, which you didn't know what it was before that, sounds like your life changed and you got called into ministry. Tell me what happened then. Some of it was pretty hilarious, actually. So here I am, this good old Baptist boy. I love the Baptist. I really do. I was in a very conservative Baptist church. And so my friend John had prayed for me and said, Ray, um, there's a church I really want you to go to. I think this church can help you. It was called the Vineyard Church. I don't know if you remember the old Vineyard Churches. Full-blown charismatic church right in the middle of the charismatic movement. So I go to this vineyard church. I've got on my suit, my tie, and I walk in and go, wow, nobody's wearing suits or ties here. The pastor was in blue jeans and a white shirt. People wearing cut off jeans. And I was like, wow, this is kind of different. And then they started playing music. I thought, wow, the music is really good, but there's no hymnals. Where are the hymnals? Can't find a hymnal. And then the music, the lyrics are all up on the screen and they sang and they sang and they sang. And then they sang another song and another song and another song going, wow, this is kind of strange. You're only supposed to sing two hymns, the first, second, and fourth <laughs> verse. So <laughs> it was like totally mystified, but I liked it. And I felt the presence of God. That's when the Lord started confirming things to me. And I wanted to finish. I had dropped out of college my second semester, senior year, mm-hmm. University of Memphis, used to be called Memphis State. And I dropped out of college. And I don't know, I just wanted to go finish my education. So I started researching colleges and I found this college called Mid-South Bible College. And I applied there and they accepted me. And all of a sudden I just started working. And I'll never forget my first class. It was a strange class. I take this class at Mid-South Bible College. And after class was over, I'm walking out. And the instructor said, hey, Mr. Self, wait, wait a second. You can't leave. I went, man, what did I do? And he leaves the podium and comes all the way to the door and gives me a hug. So I didn't want you to leave without a hug. I went, wow, what kind of college hugs their students? Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a college full of love. Yeah. So I finished my BA and began to work on my master's. Then I had a very strange prophetic word come to me. The Lord told me, he said, Ray, I'm going to give you this school. And it just, excuse the expression, freaked me out. Like, I don't want a school. Why would I want a school? At that time, I was thinking, maybe I should be a pastor. And I, I had this little picture. You know what a pastor is? Yeah. You get a little country church. It looks like a Norman Rockwell painting and out in the country with a little picket fence around it and a parsonage. And you preach on Sunday, do a Wednesday night Bible study. And that's it. Just a real simple life because I was really stressed out. Yeah. That was my dream. Yes. <laughs> Did you get that so, word from a person? Did someone give you that prophetic word? Well, no, I just heard it almost like a loud and clear. Mm. I just heard it. I knew it had to be God because it was something I didn't want or think of. I finished my doctorate. Uh, I was able to go through my master's and actually get my doctorate degree. I just stuck with it for some reason. Good for you. Yeah. About a month after I graduated, the president of Mid-South Bible College calls me to his office and said, Ray, I have an offer from ORU to work with them. I have a conflict of interest. Will you take this college? And I went, um, (laughs) and he literally handed me the school with a big notebook, about six inches thick of stuff I needed to know and handed me the college. Oh my gosh. And for people who don't know, ORU is Oral Roberts University. So how long has that been now that you've had this college? Uh, 
24, 25 years. Okay. And so say the name of the college for our listeners. Now it's actually, yeah. we're International College of Ministry. Okay. That is icmcollege.org. That's what it turned into. It was Mid-South Bible College and Recovering with Jacksonville Theological. And then we became School of the Prophets. Okay. And then we evolved and got accredited actually. Okay. International College of Ministry. Awesome. And you've actually written two books in the show notes. I will make sure to put the link of your school, but then also the books that you've written. You've written Redeeming Your Past and Finding Your Promised Land. And you've also written Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, Recognizing and Obeying God. You Googled that. That's really good. Oh yeah. You just pulled up on Amazon. It's right there. (laughs) I want to encourage our listeners to look right up, look his school up, look his books up, purchase his books, make sure to write reviews on Amazon. And you also have a podcast through Charisma, and that is called Self-Talk with Dr. Ray Self. I want to encourage you to look him up on his podcast, make sure to write a review on his podcast as well and share it. I would also really like to hear what you were talking about with schemes of the devil. It sounds like God really took you from, I don't know what happiness is, or I think this is what happiness is. And you meet this man who prays for you, your life changes, become a doctor. Tell me what you've noticed through your years with being in ministry and talk about what it talks about in Corinthia and the schemes of the devil. And I think our listeners could really be blessed from this. Yeah. Thank you, Heidi. I discovered working with other ministers here in Orlando and Mm -hmm. something the Lord had been talking to me about was schemes. And I kept thinking, what is the scheme? So I started investigating and learning and talking and learning more about schemes of the enemy. Because twice Paul tells us, do not be ignorant of Satan's schemes. Mm -hmm. And then he says, put on the full armor of God so you can war against the schemes of the enemy. Well, after investigation and talking to some other ministers who've also uncovered this, that a scheme is a plan against your life. It's a plan that it's a weapon formed against you. But you know, the Bible says in Isaiah, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But the first part of that says weapons are formed against you. And so a scheme is a weapon formed against you that hits you your entire life and wow. repeats itself over and over and over and over and over again. Wow. So after investigation um, and education, experience, and trial and error, we narrowed it down. Schemes can be rejection, fear, Mm. anxiety, shame. Then the biggest scheme of all is, it's most Christians, is a scheme of illegitimacy. And so what a scheme does, or the scheme that I had was, I called it, I don't matter scheme, where I literally felt my entire life, I struggled with feeling that I was important or that I mattered. And Everywhere I went, people would come into my life to reinforce that message. Things would happen to reinforce that message. You know, Ray, you do not matter. And I kept hearing this over and over and over and experiencing this. I mean, even funny stuff like going to a store and trying to find somebody to help you. And you're standing there and they're standing there. They don't even greet you and think, well, there I go again. I don't matter. It was just over and over and over until I realized this was a demonic scheme because the truth was I did matter and I was important to God. The biggest scheme that we have determined through our studies has been a scheme of illegitimacy, especially Christian leaders. Even for you, Heidi, the scheme, it started, I believe, well, started in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve didn't want to be made in the image of God. They wanted to be just like God. This is where the whole thing started. But illegitimacy works with question marks. Are you really a good counselor? Is your podcast really impacting anybody's life? Are you really saved? It's these questions and it hits ministers. Are you really called? Maybe somebody listening to me, are you really a good mother? Mm. Are you really a good father? Are you really going to make it? You know, it's always this 
are you legitimate? When Jesus went into the desert, Satan said, if you be the son of God, you know, are you sure you're the son of God? How sure are you? Well, turn these stones into bread. He was trying to illegitimize Jesus, but Jesus had the father's affirmation. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. And so Jesus knew who he was. He was not going to fall for that scheme of illegitimacy. And he obviously rebuked Satan, but the scheme of illegitimacy or rejection or fear or whatever it is, if you're listening to me, all you have to do is look back in your life. What is it? What's been the primary struggle, the primary message that you have struggled with as long as you can remember? And that's a scheme. So you can cast out demons all you want to, which is good. But if you don't know the scheme, it's going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. So what you want to do is defeat the scheme, defeat the plan. Then you defeat the enemy. That is so good. You know, I also hear when you're speaking, illegitimacy is also an orphan spirit. Would you say that that's where you where Because you're really not your illegitimate child. You're not actually really a son. You're not actually really a daughter. And I think it's either Ephesians or Romans 815, where it talks about that that is who we are. That is our identity. Like you can't take that away. So it is a lie. It is a scheme. So how do people get free from the scheme of the devil? How do they identify what is the scheme over their life and how can they actually get free from that? The first step is to recognize it. Okay, there is a scheme. Mm-hmm. The second step, you pray, ask forgiveness for any for your part. Many times we cooperate with the devil. Okay. We cooperate with the schemes. We ask forgiveness. Okay. Yeah. And then in the name of Jesus Christ, we renounce this scheme. Mm-hmm. We renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. Then we, we do two things. Once we ask the Lord to give us strength, ask the Lord to break this scheme off of you. And then you should take authority yourself and go, I rebuke this scheme in Jesus Christ. Satan, Mm -hmm. I rebuke this scheme of illegitimacy. I will not accept this in my life no more. In the name of Jesus Christ, this scheme, I declare it broken. And so recognize it ask forgiveness for cooperating with it. If you have, yes. but usually we have a part in this stuff. Unfortunately, our yes. flesh gets in there. I know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we agree with the devil and that's a sin. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know that we're doing it. So I think that's the thing where we like, Oh, I feel bad. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, I feel so bad that I'm doing this. You know, I don't even think people even know that they're doing this. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't, they really don't. So when I realized that the message against my life was Ray, you don't count nobody. You're not important. Nobody wants to hear you. And I'll see that trying to come up and operate in my life again, and then I will combat it. What happens with illegitimacy is men, especially, and women too, but especially men will spend their whole life trying to prove themselves. You see it in athletes. They will try to prove themselves. In other words, they have to win the basketball game. They have to win the football game. They have to win at golf. They have to win at business. And if they don't win, then they're a loser because they base their whole life on performance. So then the scheme there, if you look there, the overall scheme is it's illegitimacy, but it's coming from trying to prove their worth by similar to what you did before you stepped into ministry and why you weren't actually happy. Try to prove your worth through works. You know, we're saved by grace, not by works. Okay. Mm -hmm. Through our faith. And it's all over the place. And sometimes the most cocky, confident people you'll see on the planet are struggling with illegitimacy Mm -hmm. and the cockiness and the pride and the confidence is all a big cover up. Right. Of course, you know, the answer you you talked about before the show, I mean, knowing who we are Mm -hmm. in Christ defeats this. I think the biggest thing, Heidi, too, 
when Jesus was baptized and the spirit of the Lord descended upon him and God said, this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. That was affirmation, which affirmation, the father's affirmation will always defeat illegitimacy. So if you're listening to me today, please know that God sent his son to die on the cross for you. You are affirmed. You right. are affirmed by God. Right. You have the father's that you may not have got yeah. the affirmation from your parents. Yeah. like you need it, but you have it now from God. And this defeats illegitimacy. Absolutely. Well, I would love it if you could lead our listeners through what you just kind of shared and pray for them and break off whatever scheme it is that they have in their life and just lead our listeners into some ministry and whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to. I'm open to that as well. But I think that this is a really, really big thing. And many of us actually have some sort of scheme that we're unaware of. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person listening to this show, this podcast, Father. Lord, I know there's divine appointments. Father, in your word in Corinthians, you said we should not be ignorant of Satan's schemes. And Father, I know from your word and from experience that Satan has schemed against your, your children their whole life, Father. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are not ignorant of these schemes anymore. And so Father, we stand, we submit to you and we resist the devil. And we say, now we command you to flee and we break the schemes of the enemy off for each person listening to me. Father, forgive us for cooperating. Forgive us for our part. Forgive us for our sins, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. But now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we know that Jesus died and became a curse for us, and we have the blessings of Abraham, Father, and we're not under any curse, and a scheme is like a curse, Father. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke the curse, the scheme of illegitimacy, of fear, of anxiety, of rejection, the scheme of unworthiness. I rebuke and I renounce those schemes, Father. And Lord, I ask now for power, for each person listening to me, that they will have the power and the discernment to know when a scheme is operating and not allow it in their life anymore, Father. And we pray this and believe this, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I just want all of you to know the truth of who you are, that you are an amazing son or daughter, and that is the most important identity that you have. There's no work, there's no task, there's no striving, there's nothing that you can have or do that will make you be worthy. It is being a son or daughter of Christ. So thank you so much, Dr. Ray. It has been an honor to have you. Again, I want to encourage the listeners to look him up, look up his podcast, his school, his books, and to support him in his ministry and what he is doing. I just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your amazing story. And I could sit and keep talking to you all day long, yeah. but... <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. It's really been an anointed show. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. The Holy Spirit's been in this show the whole time. So thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.